welcome to episode three of the Brain Candy Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Susie Meister, and I'm here with... Sarah Rice. And my favorite number is three. So this is our third podcast. Well, good thing, because you are pretty much responsible for all of the content in this episode. Oh, God. (laughs) This is going to be the most ADD all over the map podcast then because there's so many things I want to talk to you about this week. I mean, technically we like to have a theme and we've decided the theme for this one is the future. Maybe we'll add some like music to this after and post. Did that sound good? Did that sound like one of those futuristic UFOs? Do it again. Oh no, I can't do it on the spot. Okay, wait. (laughs) I feel like I'm either on (laughs) Scooby-Doo or in the future. Maybe both. Okay, so here's what we have cooking. Basically, Sarah, for pleasure, reads all these, like, physics magazines and books. Oh, I love it. So she's going to be in charge of, like, Well, don't you want... Okay, Suze. Yeah. Real talk. Don't (laughs) you want to be in the future right now? Like, don't you worry? Don't not worry. But what? I don't even know what you mean. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say that? Okay, okay. Don't you think... Haven't you ever had the thought where you think, okay, okay, let me start this way. I have a grandmother who's 95 years old, I think. Maybe she's 96 this year. And I think about the things that she's seen in her lifetime. And I can't wait for what's next. I'm, like, dying to know what the next thing... Why, though? Because, Live I in the now, man. Oh, dang. That sounds <laughs> no, so, that sounds no, so I mean, good. What do, you, but... what do you think... It will include that's so exciting for you. Pretty much everything that's in science fiction right now. I'm not even kidding. I'm, I know that we have like the very, very, okay. The same way we look back at bicycles from like the early 1900s or 1800s or whatever. And we're like, whoa, those look like crazy contraptions. We've really, you know, modernized them and made them sleek and made the best out of them and gotten the most before they were like those weird things like one big wheel and one small wheel and they look ridiculous and don't those look like archaic now Mm -hmm. i feel like the things that are on the forefront of technology right now soon are going to look super archaic and we're going to be like wow these are the these were the building blocks of things like telekinesis and um people who are like quadriplegics being able to or people who can't speak being able to speak or and we have the science already like the very basic science doing this so you is it the medical advances that excite you the most or is it just like anything like teleporting or whatever robots i love anything (laughs) about robots you know what i'm into is the self-driving cars and that's right around the corner oh it's here that's like it's and anything that you that gets commercialized or anything that like makes it to market and that we see you've got to imagine is been years and years and years of you know unreleased information so what's what's what are they cooking up right now that we don't know about yet that's going to be released in the next five years it's like i can't wait for it to come faster but I will not wait in line at any uh, Apple store for any yeah, device. That's where I drive line. That's ridiculous. So, like for instance, if you think about self-driving cars and you think, oh, okay, that's so cool, and and you can imagine a time when we're like, we used to drive these things ourselves, right? That's okay. what I'd say. That's so cool. But then, on the other hand, there's this movement, like the hipster movement, towards artisanal things. So, like handmade cheeses and breads and. There's this idea Correct. of if it's small and handmade, then it's somehow better. 
Yeah. So it's almost like a counter movement. What do you think? I absolutely get that because I feel the same way about like cell phones. Like, why should I be t- attached? And you know, you have this problem with me all the time because I like the words are responding to those yeah. things, text messages and stuff. Because, like, why should I be, why should I embrace the technology and I alter my life for this technology? And there's but, this, sorry, there's this yeah. movement I read about where like Anna Wintour, you know, the Vogue editor, yeah, publisher, yeah, yeah, yeah. she has a flip phone. Because she doesn't want uh-huh. people to be able to reach her. It's almost like a status I know. Symbol. I get it. I okay. know those people. So what do you think? Like, why is there this so, sort of like fork where it goes both ways? I think as far as holding, I think there's something beautiful about holding on to those artisan craft, like that kind of thing. Because yeah. that's so, everything's been... Like workmanship. Yeah, like we've kind of lost that. Everything is now put together in, you know, a factory and mass produced and all this stuff. So there's a beauty to the things that are like traditional and handmade and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, that's why I thought you'd like it. You're an artist. I do love all that, but I also Oh gosh, it's all it's it's that maybe is what's so fascinating to me because it's the it's the combining of of those two the best worlds. of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, maybe it's a lot of these, like this idea that we can make it better. And even I think the same, so that applies to both the handmade crafts and the art and that, as well as it applies to the field of like technology and science and medicine and all that is they want, you want to do it. You want to be the, you know, artisan cheesemaker or whatever, because you can make it better than any machine can. Yeah. But there are some machines that now we've made so fantastic that they can do a job better than fill in the blank or even improve on the human body, which is like what I read in this magazine. Tell me some of the stuff you were reading in that issue. Okay. Well, first of all, my husband... Isn't Sarah's like lovably nerdy by the way uh, well my husband knows me so well because we were at the airport and he goes and he picks up like gq magazine and like you know whatever he picks up because he's all fashioning like that um and he gets me popular science which i've never read and why don't we have subscriptions uh, why don't why don't i have a that should be our list? gift to each other for <gasps> christmas oh god, let's do it right <laughs> oh my god i love this did idea. you hear me popular science you could support the brain candy podcast that's right <laughs> why aren't they like you know our uh, we will read i uh, look i read this so i read this cover to cover and like and i was on the plane while i read it and i'm having like emotional outbursts and the people next to me are like probably wondering what the heck I'm reading and I'm sitting there going oh my gosh we couldn't I can you believe this looking around like everybody else knows what I'm reading about but you should really think of these sponsorship opportunities before we record yeah like science time. magazines and wine that's really all I need. That's right. All right. Okay Good so this well, this first article is called go hack yourself and it was all about these like the first level of people who are like starting this underground movement called body hacking. And there's the whole process is called grinding, which is kind of like a weird word. It's, it says gamers often perform repetitive tasks to improve their character skill set, gain rewards and advance new levels. This process is known as grinding. So these people are called grinders, I guess, who come out with like innovative ways to hack their own body to make it, I guess you can say more 
ready for the future. Like what though? So sorry. Some of like them sound though? some of them <laughs> sound bizarre. Um, but other ones, okay, like this one is totally logical. Implanted headphones. So this guy had microchips and play or some kind of chips implanted in the front of each ear and he hacked his smartphone to send audios into a signal amplifier that relays it to a wired antenna necklace around his neck and then he can hear his music in his ear just like it were playing in headphones. And you're into this. You like this idea. I think that we're going to look back on these people even 50 years from now and we're going to be like, oh they yeah. They were the trailblazers. They were the trailblazers. I were crazies. But... Think of the potential downside. But we're already using this stuff in what okay, once you discover materials that can cover any other item that you can insert into the human body and that doesn't decompose, you can put anything in there. So you can put in like they're working on they. I always say they, like who are they? One day I'll figure out the men in white coats are working on these like microbot robot kind of bug things who go inside your body and eat up cancer cells. And they're, they're little like teeny tiny armies that go just for that cause, but they're essentially like artificial stuff that's been created. I mean, that to me seems logical, but to be like, you know what? I really like my music without the inconvenience of (laughs) an earbud. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay. Okay. I'll give you how about, okay. So the way, the, the way I kind of started seeing it for me is, is I read some other article that talked about the evolution of the human. Oh, it was a Ted talk on how we're evolved, like the evolution of the human and how quote unquote cyborgs are the future and how people who are born with a, with something like blindness or hearing loss are going to have surgeries that make their hearing better than what a normal human being was. Or, or the, the easiest example for people to understand is that guy who had no legs, who ran in the Olympics. And the first time he didn't make the time trial. Okay. Well, we won't talk about that. (laughs) But the first time he made the time trial, they said, no, you can't race because it's not fair for you to be racing. They said that he had a, what do they call it? An unfair advantage by having no legs. By having no legs, you have an unfair advantage because he had mechanical attachment. So that's saying his mechanical attachment made him better than the normal human being who was born 
So if we are able to take Wait, these, come I'm on. going on a tangent okay. because you just made me think of something, which is I love tangents, so it's great. You know when the Caitlyn Jenner sort of yes, uh, whatever came out, and there were people who said I don't know the word, but it's trans like paralysis or whatever, where they believe in their mind they identify as being a quadriplegic or whatever, <gasps> and they just do those. Th- and so I've they, heard the they um, people who do that. Yeah, they like self mutilate or or, yeah. or whatever in order to become oh whatever they identify with in their mind. What do you think of that? Oh my god, I don't know. My brain's gonna explode because I watch a documentary or some sort of like t- episode of of some probably BBC thing on it about people who wanted to be. Uh, uh, amputees. Is it transable? I'm going to look it up. I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Well, do you think that that, like, because that, okay, so it was the perfect time for but, them to oh all talk God, about it because we were all but legitimizing one is, this. One is like trans. I'm going to look it up. Because you're, uh, that's really hard. Yeah. I go back to how Dis- the brain works. Becoming disabled by choice, not chance. Transabled. I don't know how. Okay, because not okay with it. Because one is the result of, like, it's situational, right? Did you say situational? Yeah. So, like, you become quadriplegic because you had a head injury that caused you to be that way. Nobody's gonna. I mean, you can. Oh, you could say I, I was born that way. That's why it's weird because mm. if you're a person who this believes is that tra- being a transgender person, it a person I don't know the correct way to say it, but a transgender person who, you know, like if you legitimize that, got it, got it, got it, then you could use the same logic to and then legitimize transabled folks. Oh gosh. Okay. So here's my only rebuttal to that is that I, with everything, look at and how I gain most of my information is. Reading on how the brain lights up and how, so I'm all for transgendered issues and and having that uh, going through the process of transitioning. Because if you look at a male brain and say a female to male transgender person, they're the same. The way that the brain lights up, the way that they respond to things, that person responds the same as a biological male. So my head, they look the same if these people who were these people (laughs) no this yeah no i get it group of individuals (laughs) who and i'm sure it's a small group i mean there can't be a lot of these guys um what did you call them transable transable okay if they had the same brain scans in their response to things like, I don't know, any kind of stimuli that somebody who were like that would respond to that matched that of somebody who was a quad, then I'd be like, okay, okay your brain here's says why so. That's unfair. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Okay, good. This is, this, what we is do weird. this is totally weird to me too. Of course, nobody's going to be like, yeah, I get that. But like my, my approach to, um, the LGBT plight has always been like, Hey, Whatever you are, right. I will believe you. Um, if you say you were born a certain way, then that's fine by me. If you're not hurting anybody, right. great. Great. So it wasn't, it isn't really about brain lighting up, anything like that. It's just sort of like, 
you don't pick my pocket, you don't break my leg, fine by me, I will support you in equal rights. So the reason why this trans able thing is so controversial is that like they they oftentimes are hurting themselves. Right. They, I was just going to say, we wouldn't allow them to hurt somebody else yeah. in this. Like, but, like if they want to do that to themselves, why not? Well, why suicide's we... illegal. It's illegal? I heard this recently. That doesn't even make sense. I know, but you can, like, the, that's not, it's not a legal thing to do. Like, to, I know. I, you look at me like I'm crazy. This is totally <laughs> true. I heard this. <laughs> Hold on, go ahead. I'm gonna look this up. Go okay, on, go on. I heard that it is <laughs> technically breaking the law when you try to off yourself. Ridiculous. Well, how come you can't do? I don't. I think. Well, how come they don't do? Is suicide legal? Look, suicide legislation. Look it up. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's not. It's. Yahoo Answers is not the best. Let's source here. What am I? Oh, yeah, see. I mean, assisted uh, suicide it is a crime in some parts of the world. Oh. However, in Western societies, it's stigmatized and discouraged. Yeah, shocker. We ex- we discourage killing yourself. Well, I don't know why we do. What? I say go for it. Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week. Right? <laughs> no, not because I want people to do that. I mean, that is a sad situation. That is. But I mean, you're in charge of your own. De- but I think it's Ooh. important to really think about the circumstances of some people and mental health. And yeah. I don't. I guess I. I don't want them to do it. I just don't feel like I judge them for it. I get it. Yeah. Did I you really ever see do. the documentary The Bridge? No. Oh my God! You have to see that. I would have. You would say that about everything. Okay, <laughs> wait. What? So do you? It's about yes. the people who had jumped off of the Golden Gate Bridge. They set up I a camera. See, I see, see what I tell you. I gotta see it. So they set up. They no. This I really know who they are. So it's this guy who had a friend who maybe committed suicide off of Golden Gate Bridge, mm-hmm. but he set up cameras that caught. They were motion cameras, so anytime somebody jumped, it caught them jumping, and then he traced. The whole story of who that person was interviewed the family oh, and he found that. people who lit who survived and this one guy is like a speaker now and speaks out about um you know depression and all this stuff and he was saved when he jumped off the golden gate bridge by i won't ruin it for you but oh my god don't ruin I it know. but it is interesting but i don't mean saved like in a real like jesus way like he sure, like physically he, like physically lived wow. and that is a long jump so definitely check that out it was on netflix it's called the bridge okay it's, but like it's so, depressing so like have a friend and or maybe some ice cream i with feel you really guilty it. that i even said like whatever it's no big whoop because i do think you know that it's life is great and and I I don't want anyone to do something self harming but not everybody has somebody right you oh, know that's true and that's the sad speaking thing from personal world. experience you know how they always say reach out and whatever yeah I have done that people don't give a crap I know if, that's especially oof. if maybe maybe all the time but especially if they perceive that your life is great. Mm-hmm. If people perceive that your life is great and you're like, hey, I'm really struggling, they're like, oh, please. Right. Ooh, you know what I mean? That's true. And so I feel like that is a problem. And so. Well, g- back to our future conversation. I just read an article about how they can, from 
your blood test bipolar disorder and depression. They need to. And if you were able to clinically diagnose, because everything, once again, I go back to brain imaging. And if you're missing the neurotransmitters that serotonin and dopamine that make you happy and that make, you know, everything stable for you and you're able to enjoy, could you imagine if you had no, didn't have those serotonin and dopamine receptors or yeah. didn't ha- weren't getting enough of that stuff and you like just felt nothing? Right. That's a chemical imbalance. Very so if you can... If you can find these people and diagnose them with a simple blood test, which they totally can are starting to be on the for- forefront of doing right now, I know this is why this is so interesting because we're going to look back at things like undiagnosed yes. mental illness and we're going to say, can you believe there was shame. ever a time That's right. that these people fell through the cracks and our system just failed them when we have the technology? <laughs> That's my sci-fi <laughs> noise again. <laughs> to help them. It's really great. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Did so, you read the article this week about the guy, the young guy? I mean, he, I'm not sure his age, but let's say somewhere in the ballpark of 16, who um, ended his life and his friend or girlfriend or whatever you want to call her is on trial because they found the text messages and she was like why haven't you done it yet you said you were going to do it no and she and he was like i don't know i feel like i changed my mind and he was like no yeah she was like get back in that car she should she should be tried for that do you think i do yeah i think that that is i think this oh that makes me ill i think the same the same, they, they probably fall in the same category as like cult leaders and people who are so man- manipulated. That's like sociopathic for sure. Yeah. And so what is it? What is okay, it like by proxy or something? Whatever the, when, oh, and she's on trial. This is in, where is she? She's in the United States. I think he was in England or something and they met on vacation Oh God. and like, that's terrible. She goes, you can't think about it. You just have to do it. You said you were going to do it. Like, I don't get why you aren't. And he was like, I don't get it either. Yeah, I, don't I definitely know. think she should be on trial for that. And she said, so I guess you aren't going to do it then. All that for nothing. I'm just confused. Like, you were so ready and determined. And he said, I'm going going to eventually. I really don't know what I'm waiting for, but I have everything lined up. No, you're not. Last night was it. You kept push it, pushing it off and you said you'll do it, but you never do it. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes on Well, at least on. in Romeo and Juliet, they were like in it together. This bitch just wants to off that guy. I mean, and the whole there's nothing in it for her. is there. And she basically says, you can do this. And he says, I'm almost there. And that was the last text message. And he, 
went through with it and she's just like smirking, you know, and that's real sick. And that's, that's what I mean. Like some but, ladies and gentlemen, there are better ways to break up. Than <laughs> I don't think suicide. that they were actually girlfriend, boyfriend. Cause they were in different countries. They were like maybe a summer fling or something. Long distance thing never works for anyone. No, but what a, what a sick story. It's terrible. And so I guess I, I don't know. I feel like I just I feel so sorry totally for people for that. that feel hopeless. Yeah. And want relief from life is hard. It is. I was having that thought. The other, I always say this: that it is hard to be a person. What? What it's do we so do hard about to be it? A person. I, like just way, a normal human being. I'm going to put a link so up for hard. like a, the suicide prevention hotline on our website for this because I'm sure lots of folks struggle, and I don't want in any way this conversation to be yeah. a trigger or anything. But yes, life is hard, and it's hard at different times and like I have friends who everything's fine and then they have a big life event like get married or have a child or something like that that change everything and change especially for women that hormones change everything changes very isolating and you know yes and so it would be wonderful we'll definitely put that link up yeah but what's the answer like when you have those moments when you're like man life life is difficult it's so hard what do you do man Hmm. Like, what's your go-to? Is it like uh, higher power? My go-to is reminding myself of all the other crapola that I've been through. Hmm. Like, I look at other tra- trauma that I've experienced in my life, and I go, "Oh, well, this isn't as bad as that one time where this happened." Like, and- you are strong enough to overcome yes. such and such. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. And everything, and then I remind myself all the time that emotions are just emotions and they're temporary, but they mm-hmm. feel, oh, that's in my book. And you have that tattoo, which I think of all the time, this too shall pass. It's true. I really do. And it does. Boy, oh boy, this, I'm going to read you this because I just, I, this is in the book that I'm just reading today. I'm reading this fantastic book by uh, Michio Keku, who's this theoretical physicist and one of my favorite guys, and it's called the future of the mind, but it talks about how emotions are rapid decisions made independently at a lower level. And since rational thought takes many seconds, this means it's often impossible to make a reasoned response to an emergency. Hence lower brain level regions must rapidly assess the situation and make decisions, emotions without permission from the top. So he describes your brain as like, you're getting information all the time, all the time, all the time. And we have these like CEOs that pick out the information that makes it to the top, that like picks out the information that's important to us, but everything else just happens automatically and emotions fall into that category. So when we have that emotional response, like the worst feeling I think for people is regret and that feeling of like, I should have, I could like, and then you just fester in that place of I, I should have, I could have like, Oh, it's just so depressing. And I think if you can, Remember that that's just your body's reaction to the situation and that emotion is not necessarily your thought or your feeling or, you know, it's just a reaction. Mm. You can go, okay, I'm going to take this feeling and I'm going to put this off till later. I'm not, you know, and that's not necessarily putting your problems off, but it's making you aware that that feeling is 
something that's just temporary. And, you know, if you were able to put it off, it just dissipates. And like my mom always said, when she, when, you know, when I first got married, she said, if you get into an argument and, or there's something that's bothering you and you sleep on it for like two days, if you're still angry about it two days later, then it's okay to bring up. But if you're not angry about it two days later, which most of the time we're not, just let it go. Cause it doesn't matter. Yeah. So it's learning that those feel like being able to you know, that was like a mouthful for us. No, I think that's so important. But I guess everybody has like a different strategy. For me, it's gratitude. Oh, that's that's very important. Because, you know, everybody has their crap. And Everyone. if you wanted to, you could fixate on the bad stuff. Yep. But if you ch- make a choice, because it has to, for me, it has to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say... Look at all the things that I have mm-hmm. that I need to be grateful for. Then sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes I can pull myself out of that mire and yep, yep, and get out of the. It's usually self pity, and it's gross. Self pity is gross. It's super gross. But well, it's and, human. oh yeah, it and it is absolutely. And that's I think those times where we need other people, and I think other people can be super important. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. From award-winning news programming and number one sports brands to entertainment and business leaders. Welcome! We're going to make you laugh. We're going to make you think. The biggest stories in entertainment. What's happening in business today? Relationships, dating, pop culture, celebrity. Give you that news and information. The biggest names in sports. Play.it is delivering storytelling at its best. Want to see something entertaining? Tune in. Hear what you've been missing at Play.it. Listening to the Brain Candy Podcast with Susie Meister and Sarah Rice. Mark Seligman, who is used to be the like head of the American Psychology Association, the APA, he's a big uh, he loves positive psychology, and he was like the big pusher backer of positive psychology, and he said that. There are only three things that, like, scientifically, like, evidence we have that lead to happiness. It's, like, factual. If you do these three things, one of these three things, you will be happier. What are they? One is showing gratitude. gratitude, Making and even writing it down, the things that you're thinking for. I have a gratitude jar that I keep on my nightstand and I write down things that I'm grateful for in there and I put in there and then, you know, one day maybe I'll go back and look at it. I haven't yet, but I know it's there and it's all full. So I feel grateful every time I look at it. Yeah. The other thing is selfless acts for like doing things for others. I know. I hate that. Well, and it could be so hard. Isn't that one's a hard one? Not little things, but, um, you know, really, you know, official. but you only have to do little things. Yeah. It could be super, super simple. Like, uh, you know, there are like a million examples that aren't just giving change to a homeless person. Like I don't do that. I don't either because of intervention, the show. But, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> Get out. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what I think. I've seen too many episodes of that. Oh my yeah, God. That is so that funny help. that it's the same <laughs> Because that's exactly what I think. Well, most of. people are really like, thanks for nothing, Ken Seely or uh, or Candy or whoever. Because my name is Sarah S A R A H. 
They don't do that anymore. I know, because people probably got hip to the yeah. whole, if they make you spell your name, you're probably going to rehab. How about how they pulled a punk, though, and, punk, though, and they were like, oh, yeah, we're... Oh, we're off the air. We're canceled. And they're like, psych. And they tricked you. With good stuff. Stephen was like, oh, it's not on the air anymore. So this really is a documentary that's just for like. Oh, serious addicts? Cause, yeah, because my friend. There, look, there are uh, enough of them around. Yeah. They, my, I mean, it's like My friend applied for someone else. You know how you have to submit like yeah, the addict imagine. that you know. And they give you like a name of a show that doesn't exist or a documentary that doesn't exist. It has its own website. Uh, Whoa. And it says, like, we are not, like, ambush shows, like, intervention. So <gasps> that that addict will be like, okay, they are not. Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> that's terrific. It's interesting, right? But, yeah. I mean, it's a means justify the end situation. It does. Absolutely. Like, we would think, oh, they are so, that's unfair. That's no. a lie, whatever. But, I mean, it's to get them help Absolutely. in the end. Yeah. I'm anyway, fine with that. My favorite part is that we were talking about someone implanting earbuds in their face. And- I know. <laughs> I don't even remember what the third <laughs> thing is, too, about- that leads to happiness. Oh, you don't? Well, I can remember two of them. Okay, what did I say? It was- What could it be, though? Love? What? No, it's something. It's like super... Uh, uh, oh, I know. What? Envisioning your best future self. That's my favorite one to do. Because it's essentially so daydreaming. I love it. It's just being able to picture yourself in the future. And okay, this is a big thing because people want to like follow that whole, the secret, like, I'm going to just, and science says that that's great. But the big trick is picturing the hard work that it also takes to get to that. Yeah. So you can't just picture getting an A on an exam. Okay. You have to picture yourself studying. You have to picture yourself reading extra. You have to picture yourself taking really great notes. And by picturing those things, you were more likely to do those things. So, okay, you want a gray bod. You can't just picture yourself looking like, you know, I don't know. I was going to say Pamela Anderson, but like, I don't know. She's still like, people yeah, still right. talk about her Kim being Kardashian. super hot. Yeah. Know. Oh my Who's God. Like, like the, okay. Yeah. A Kardashian. There you go. Pick any of them. Um, you have to picture yourself working out and eating healthy and you have to visualize your best future self, but you'll also have to visualize the work. How could that be a secret to happiness when that's making me sad? Just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it creates the neural pathways that tell your body that this is what you're supposed to be doing in order to get this result. If your neural pathways right now say sit on the couch, then you're just going to sit on the couch for a long time. Yeah, I know so it's because like, my neural pathways definitely say sit on the couch right now. So it's I'm almost to like step them. one of yes. the of making it the tr- actual truth of your life. Yes, okay. absolutely. First, think of yourself. Do it. it's the same way we do it in like split second decisions all the time. We say, "Oh, I'm going to get up right now and go to the gym." Mm, no, I'm not. But then our brain goes, oh, yeah, you should definitely go up and get go to the gym right now. And then your other brain goes, uh, no. You know how people say, like, when they go to the gym, then they work out, and then they have that, like, whatever, runner's high or endorsement? <sighs> I felt like I don't that. have that ever. Okay. I felt like that today. And let me tell you, nobody hates going to the gym more than I do right now. No, like, no. I think there is someone. And you? Your name is Susan. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I hate I, that's getting That's why there. I don't go. Because I... I've gone and I completed it and I'm like, where is the high? I don't have that. When I drove to your house today, I was 
very excited. And like, yes, I'm super excited to see you, but I was abnormally excited, unusually excited because I had just an hour ago left the gym and I was like buzzing on good, like endorphins and stuff. Well, I mean, maybe they could do in the future, like a, a thing where they see what's wrong with me. By the way, did you read the thing that said in the future, almost, it was like 99.9% of human beings, maybe it was Western, I'm not sure, would be overweight or obese. And I was like, I believe what? that. Well, this is, okay, this is what has to happen. Okay. <gasps> oh my God, this is so much fun to talk about the future. <laughs> this <laughs> might have to be a two-parter. There's so much we can talk about. Um, Okay. So, oh, I, what are we going to do? This is like, this is, <laughs> Wait a minute. I, I know that so it sounded like there's going to be an answer, but in my head, the answer is like, there's probably eventually going to be a pill that okay, gives wait, you stop. all of the good things that you need. Not like a pill, but maybe go like a box. But when then it doesn't fix the desire time. to consume. Go <laughs> back in time to where I first said that and you were like so into it. And then something happened in your brain. And I want to know yeah. what happened that made you turn into, what are we going to do? <laughs> because I thought about how my answer is like a very low calorie, like easy because the problem is that people use food as comfort. Like we get into a habit of eating a lot. So I, and we're eating a lot of the, the wrong stuff that's making us sick. That's making us store all this fat. That's making us like die. It's really terrible. And luckily we outlawed saturated fats. So that's a start. No trans fats, trans fats, yeah. trans fats. Um, but eventually because all science fiction becomes reality. That's just how freaking things work. It's It just is. If you trace early science fiction writers, everything they wrote about is like coming true right now. It's That's just how things happen. Um, so I think that magical pill that ha- gives us all of our nutrients and gives us the proper balance of everything we need, and then you'd probably take things that are more like, like we're creating printers for food. Like the first, you know, the first food that was printed via like a, a, like a 3d printer. I do not. Pizza. Was Good it delicious? Choice. I don't know. It probably tasted like cardboard, but I'm sh- no, there is <laughs> no way that that was. The, yes, it was. Oh, it couldn't be delicious, but they started doing it for NASA astronauts and like oh. making, you know, because most things start from what will we do in space? Yeah. Like I was reading like this article about, um, like I'm saying, I'm going to say this wrong, but molecular gastronomy or whatever. Oh, absolutely, it is. that's right. And how you know they'll it'll be it's almost like Willy Wonka, you know, like the pill, and it's like oh, it tastes like mashed potatoes yes. or whatever with gravy, and it's kind of like that where it's just like this weird thing, and then you put it in your mouth, and it ta- has the flavor of right. roast or whatever. And but, we're already kind of doing that with things. I don't know. Doesn't first of all, doesn't that seem like there's more to food than just the smell and taste. There's the mouthfeel. Right. First of all. Second of all, that doesn't... How does that affect whether or not we're overweight? Well, I think it'll go in two different... This is... Oh, gosh. This gets into so many deeper conversations of, like, a two-class society. Like, people who have access to good foods that... Because I really think... and. 
everything goes back to documentary. But have you seen the things on the bees and how the bees die and pretty much everything goes to shit? There's no food. So we have to have small farms, small, like, neighborhood gardens, those kind of things that are diverse. The problem is the soil isn't... Oh, God, don't get me started on that. The Dust Bowl ruined us. Yes, like there's no nutrients in the soil anymore. So now that's why we have to artificially... Which is the worst thing, but we have to create things that have... I'm talking about the future like 200 years from now. All right. Unfortunately, these are going to be problems that we're going to deal with in the next 50 years Mm -hmm. because our kids... They're they're fat. I was gonna say they're fucked. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're They'll be things. fat too, probably. Yeah, but yeah. one leads to the other. Right. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a big. But it's learning like how to, and getting kids like excited about food. Like I worked at an elementary school for a bit where they had a garden and they would start at kindergarten with planting their own things and learning about what the names are and like doing projects around yeah. those plants. And then the kids were excited to eat it. Like, yeah, I love eating a salad. At Lincoln. But unfortunately, I really like ice cream, too. Right. But if you have a balance, you're okay. Yeah. It's just getting out all the things that, that people are unaware of. It's depressing, though, how it is a class thing. It is. You know, it really like, is. My mom it's would an, be I like, why are all the poor thing? people overweight? And it's like, um, because they're set up to fail. They are. They uh, live in food really, deserts. Yes, the food cetera. desert is a huge thing. If you don't know what that is, Google food desert. Cause For real. It's, there's not access to good grocery stores and good everything. And if you get public um, transportation. Public, uh, like welfare, right. food stamps, etc. You know, you... You, have you very get limited more options. for your buck if you spend it on garbage. Right. And so they're set up to fail and it makes me sad because I don't know. I just see it more now that my kid's about to enter school and I see. Have you seen the lunches, the lunch menu? I work, When I worked <laughs> in an elementary school, I looked at their lunches. It's disgusting to me, Sarah. It's terrifying. And so that's that we why would I feed, feel like we're set up to fail by the government. pizza counts as a vegetable because there's tomato sauce on Ketchup, it. Ketchup, yeah. And if you can really call that tomato sauce, I mean, come on. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. So this is a disturbing statistic, too. My friend, um, Dr. Chris Kantek, she is a political scientist at the University of Pittsburgh, And she was visiting L.A. and she stopped over and was talking about how um, if you have books in the home, 
that it has a big effect on your child's future and their success, et cetera. Guess how many books you have to have in order for that to be the the case? Like a hundred? (gasps) Five. No, you mean to tell me there are people who don't even have five books in their house? Yeah, and don't judge because guess why? They have four jobs. They have, like, no money. They can barely buy food. Where would they get books? You know what I mean? Books are a luxury, and you don't think of that because you have money to buy books. This is true. And that really... And all the really good books that I have are... The things that have taught me the things that I share on here were expensive textbooks. You can't fault them. I hear that number and it did what it did to, I just watched you like physically move back. It was, it's like, it hits you. Like some people don't have five Five books books. in their house. Cause I grew, I grew up in a house where we had books everywhere and it was just books on anything. I mean, there was a, one of my favorite ones was how things work that my dad had. And I was, I remember being maybe six or seven years old and just thumbing through that and learning about like electrical engineer and all this stuff that I know I'm handy today because of my access to those kind of books. Yeah. And I was just a bored kid in the house. And my mom said, you're bored. We have a whole entire shelf full of books. Go pick out a book and go look at it. Well, that's what privilege looks like. And okay. Well now I have now guilt. You know. No, you don't have to have guilt. What a blessing that you had that. You don't have to feel guilty about it. It's just knowing right. I was privileged and some people aren't. And so we, so we got to get books yeah. in the hands of kids everywhere. Yeah. That's I mean, an important thing. I lived in Long Beach and they had this great program. I mean, the unfortunate thing is that it was in a, a neighborhood that wasn't terrible, but there would be just a, a book case yeah. on the side of the street yeah. and it said free Go books, get it. a book, yeah. have a book, put it in the pile. And so yeah. I would take books there and you know, check it out. And I hope that other people are, you know, that's what I worry about. The future is this, this sort of shift in, you know, they say the middle class is disappearing, super disappearing. That scares me. Terrifying. Do you have any good news about that in your little books that you read? (laughs) Any good news? Because we need to wrap it up, so I want some good news. I wish, oh gosh, I wish I had a closing argument for this one. A good, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, something. I know we've been a super big downer today. I, oh, but okay, it's all there, right. there is that. There's okay. I can't remember the name. I wish I could remember the name of the documentary right now. But it's on just that on the dying middle class, and it's from. It's and I wish somebody out there knew the name of him. Okay, he's a professor who's super teeny tiny. And he used to work for the Clinton administration, and he's a political guy. Is who's it a, Ezra Klein? No, he'll be no, really. His name is way more Jewy than tiny. that. <laughs> more Jewy and than he's super Ezra tiny. Klein. Yes, I think so. <laughs> and it, he's really small, and he used to. I don't know. But he's so brilliant, and so he wrote this whole thing about comparing right now. It's a brilliant documentary. I'm going to get the name of it. Yeah, I'm going yeah, to give it to it. We'll put it but, on our And site. it compares right now to the depression and the how much millionaires are making and the, the whole split and how and why the 50s and why that was so successful and why there was such a thriving middle class and how we have to do. Wow. And it, it's, okay, and that's it's very interesting. I'd like to yeah. read that. Yeah. Oh, I have to remember that. We need to put that on brain, the brain candy podcast.com yeah. too. And people go there. Small little guy. 
If you know who I'm talking about. It's got to be Ezra Klein. You're like, no, Jewier than that. <laughs> it might be. Um, it he's might like be. famous for standing on like a, a box when he like goes to the pedestal Wait, maybe to speak. not. No, he looks normal. He's really small. And also, by the way, follow us on Twitter at oh, yeah, Brain stuff. Candy Pot. I know, right? Yeah, privilege, privilege. We are losers. <laughs> oh, and follow me on Twitter. Yeah. Brain Candy Pod is our user. Our Just handle. Brain Candy Pod? On Twitter, yeah. On Twitter. Brain oh, I like Candy that. Pod. Brain Candy Pod. Check it out. Wait, for next week, I want to prepare you. <gasps> what? I want to create a segment in addition to us calling Kenny Santucci. Oh, my God, we have to. I want to do that, but I also want to do a trivia. I want to do a quiz for you. <gasps> oh my god! You just combined like all my favorite things. <laughs> I wanted to have quiz you, and it'll be fun. I don't know, maybe some stuff that you should know but oh, don't. That's fantastic! <laughs> I love it. I, there's nothing in the whole world I love more than I'm currently carrying around a crosser puzzle. As I know speak, you so. and I both do enjoy that sort of thing. We so do. You, should I come up with a yeah, quiz, you could do quiz one for too, you if you want? Feel free. We we can just do them on our own. This is not me like trying Maybe to five like questions. Okay, great. No big whoop. No big whoop. Things that you should know. You're gonna get them all right. I hate no, you. No, I won't. That's the thing. Like my uh, expertise is so specialized that like I'll be like, what is a quart? I don't get it. You know, like or oh, you know, yeah, common conversions. Right, regular <laughs> life. I'm just stumped about. Right. So right. Don't worry. But thank oh, like you. righty tighty lefty Lucy. I think my husband didn't that, know that the know other that. day. That's the one thing my dad taught me. He's a horrible father, but he did teach me <laughs> righty tighty lefty Lucy. I don't Lucy. think my husband knows what that is because the barbecue gas was definitely left on. So it, that is horrible. And I said that, and he was like, "Huh?" So that's why I handle all that. Kind oh of my stuff. gosh! But teach your kids, people. I know righty tighty lefty Lucy uh, and other things. So we'll be anything quizzing about. else you want to share before we go? Oh, I hate leaving. I know, but, these, but it's getting good. I know. I can't wait for people to share. I want to tune into my own podcast. Is that like right? narcissistic? No. I love people it. should subscribe on iTunes though, because we are just getting started. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. And if you have things you want to hear us talk about. Oh my gosh. Any possible. Tweet us. I mean, we've got like options like psychics. That could be a whole podcast do you episode. Know, wait, do you know what's weird? I'm going to show you this right now. My friend is pregnant, and I guessed what she was having. Literally, while we were doing this podcast, read the bottom text that came through. Maybe your next show will be a psychic show! <gasps> okay. How about that? Well, we have to, Shannon, we have to do that. Maybe that. we'll call my mother. It'll be... Let's do it. Okay. Done you well. are not going to want to miss this. Tune in the next, next week. The episode four of the Brain Candy Podcast will feature Sarah Rice's mom, Sally Rice, who is an acclaimed psychic yes. in the U.S. and Costa Rica. Correct. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the Brain Candy Podcast. Tune in next week for more hilarity and hopefully not so much depression and suicide talk. <laughs> yeah. Bye.